Within us all, there resides a hero. We just have to learn how to tap in and unleash the power inside. Kylie Ann Bowers is the founder of Mind Your Hero. And this podcast is the mind foot you need to transform your mindset, manifest your desires, and live a life filled with magic. Each episode inspires you to discover your dreams and equips you with the tools and courage you need to transform your life. We're so excited to have you here. Thanks for hitting play. Now, let's begin. Hello and welcome to the highly anticipated podcast episode that I'm finally recording for you all today, which is how I manifested my first pregnancy. I am honestly delighted to be talking about this more and to also just be sharing in my experience and my journey. And the purpose of this podcast is to one, enlighten people as to what women go through when they are trying to fall pregnant, but also to hopefully help and assist those that may be going through some challenges right now and give information on how you can start to shift your mindset. So without further ado, I'm going to dive right in because we've got a lot of information to go through. So grab that cup of tea, maybe even bring out a journal with a pen to make some notes and let's begin. Now, before we begin, I do want to make this disclaimer. I'm not a doctor, so in no way, shape or form is this a podcast on medical information. This is purely based on my own experience and my own experience using the mindset tools that I know how to use in order to manifest this pregnancy. Now, I've had some really funny and snarky remarks saying, well, don't you just manifest a pregnancy through having sex? And yes, well, that is the inspired action step of that process. There were a lot of other things that I did to mentally and spiritually prepare myself on this journey into becoming a mom. And that is what I'm going to be sharing with you today. I also feel that this podcast is probably going to be a couple of different series in that I don't think I'm going to get through everything that I want to talk about today in just one setting. So today is going to be specifically on manifesting my pregnancy, but I also do want to talk a lot about conventions around pregnancy and how we need to break certain stigmas, but I will save that for a second episode. I'm also going to hopefully answer all the questions that I know so many of you had, and it will be woven in through the storytelling of what I will be saying today. So let's start with this journey has been multifaceted. It has not been linear, and it has not been a one sort of process that encapsulates everything. It has been very holistic and I've worked on my mind, body and soul in order to get to this point of saying we're pregnant. Now, a lot of you have asked if this was intentionally manifested and yes, yes, this was very much an intentional manifestation. And more than that, it happened a lot quicker than either myself or Lloyd, who is my husband expected. And I'll talk to you about how and you know, all of the different things that we both actually did to receive the soul coming into our lives. So this journey started approximately a year ago and Lloyd and I were on holiday in Sun City, which is in South Africa. And we were sitting at Valley of the Waves and I was just kind of lost in my thoughts, looking at the little kids playing in the sand and building castles and all of that. And I said to him, 
realistically, this might be one of the last holidays that we don't have a little kitty or, you know, this is something that I know that we both wanted to start, you know, in the early stages of our married life together. And we were in a bit of a limbo stage where we had officially and legally gotten married. However, we were still waiting for our wedding and it was a very weird space of life. But this was a waiting room for me. And I really invested so much time into reframing the situation that we were in last year where we had to wait an extra 10 months to get married, to immigrate overseas and to really get our lives started. And I reframed that period of time to a waiting room. And often when, when we're in a waiting room, and I used the, an airport waiting room for an example, we know that we're off to a really exciting destination but we just have to wait our turn to hop on the plane. But in that waiting room, you get to meet so many different people, have so many different experiences. And that's what I turned that experience of being in our waiting room into last year. So whilst I was having these thoughts of, you know, we want to start a family soon, I started to give myself space, a lot of space. And I asked myself very deep and profound questions on whether starting a family was something that I truly wanted. Now, before Lloyd and I had even started dating, we did have the conversations around if we wanted a family or not, because we both didn't want to waste each other's time by either one of us not maybe wanting a family. And that was a conversation we had upfront from the very beginning. The answer for both of us was yes, I agree to two children. Lloyd sometimes thinks that we're having a third, but we'll get to that bridge when that that stage comes. Let's just see how the first one goes. However, I, I sat in the space of asking myself if children were worth something that I really, really wanted to have. And I think so many people don't give themselves that space. And, you know, society just tells you like, okay, once you're married, next up, kids. And I also just want to, you know, give some advice on how you should be approaching asking a woman when they're going to be having kids, because I think that that is one of the worst questions in the world to ask a lady. Firstly, you don't know what their background is. And I know so many ladies that are struggling with, with conception and being pregnant, especially within the first 12 weeks. And I will speak about this a little bit later is a very lonely journey. And we've made it even more lonely by the social expectations that we've placed on women. So I want to really help remove all of that. So the next time you want to know if somebody's going to have children, instead of saying, when are you having kids, have a better approach and say, are you wanting to start a family one day? That way you allow yourself to open up a beautiful conversation to ask a person if that's something that they would even want to have. I have many friends that don't want children and I really respect that choice of theirs because it means that they've taken this time to sit with themselves in contemplation and really, really and truly decide whether this is a journey for them or not. And for, for every, it's not the journey for everyone to take and that's okay. But I really did give myself that space and I'm so grateful that I did give myself that time and that allowing to question myself if this is a journey that I really wanted. Of course, the answer was yes at the end of it. And there were moments, especially over Christmas last year, where I was like, I'm really ready to become a mom because I feel like there's that missing element now. And I don't think you can ever truly be super prepared for becoming a parent, but I knew that the time was right. 
if that makes sense. So Lloyd and I had spoken about this and we really spoke about when we wanted to start a family and we knew that 2022 would be that year. So that was in the back of my mind. Now, we immigrated, we went on honeymoon, we finally had our wedding, we had all of those things, and that was in October. November was all about settling into our new city, really enjoying life, and then we started really discussing when we would like to start a family. However, before that even began, I was doing other things to help program my subconscious mind and to help my spiritual path to becoming a mom. These things included speaking to my future soul. Now, I know that might sound crazy. However, if you've read a book, back, um, it's called Spirit Babies. I can't remember who it's by right now. But they, he speaks about this concept often. And I often spoke to my future soul. I spoke to my future soul. I asked for what they would need, how I would need to prepare my body or my mind or spiritually in order for the soul to come into our lives. And I did this before we were even ready to conceive. In terms of the physical aspects, I also started taking folic acid, making sure that my supplements were on track, doing the, the physical things that I knew I could control, because this is a journey where you cannot control the timeline. It happens when it's meant to. And divine timing in this process is probably one of the hardest things. And it's something that I actually see a lot of my friends going through. And it can be very, very frustrating. So if you are in a situation right now where you are wanting to conceive and you are struggling, please know that my heart really does go out to you. And hopefully after today, you can use some of my weird and wonderful tools and tricks that have really, really helped. So speaking to my future soul was a really big part of it. We also then have this interesting thing where when you reach the age of 30, everyone starts telling you, oh, it's going to be really difficult for you to fall pregnant. You better get on that really quickly. And I know that this is not people's, um, you know, negative way of being. It's just societally what's been done in the, the past. And we need to start changing this narrative too. So something I started doing as well to program my subconscious mind is saying, it's going to be easy for me to conceive. I, I listed out all the fears I had. I spoke to Lloyd about the fears I had about conception. And what was amazing is that we had such open and honest conversations where he, he said to me, he's like, if we can't conceive, I just want you to know that it won't be your fault. And we have different options that we can look into. So we had even spoken about if we cannot conceive naturally by June this in 2020, what we will do is we'd go for extra tests to see what was happening. And if by November, still nothing had happened, we would look into the IVF routes. So we had even allowed different possibilities to, uh, to avail themselves to us. And this is a part of manifestation where we knew what we wanted, but we didn't worry about how it would happen. And that was a very big part of detaching from the outcome. So, yes, so in November, when we were seriously starting to talk about starting a family, I'd say at the end of November, we started to set our intention. Now, I want to really emphasize this point because so many people are like, oh, are you trying? Lloyd and I never tried for a child. And I don't even like the word try because to me, 
try means that you're trying at something, but you're failing. And I know we can talk about there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback, which is all true. But I really don't like the word trying. So we rather set an intention that this is what we wanted to do. In December, a week before Christmas, I took my first pregnancy test, which was terrifying. I just had some slight symptoms of being pregnant, but I hadn't, I wasn't a day late or anything. And my period is very, very, very regular. So I peed on the stick. And as I peed on the stick, I knew in my heart of hearts that I was not pregnant. I just knew. And I completely detached from this outcome. So, so what I did is instead of being really upset about it, because I know that there obviously can be a lot of emotions and it's completely normal and it's okay to feel whatever emotions you feel when taking a test. However, I transformed my story into my body is simply preparing itself for what is to come. And I cannot wait. And I'm so grateful that my body is already responding to wanting a family. And that is the affirmation I used when that test was negative. So that was December. Now, in December, there were also some other things that I decided to start doing. And one of which was doing an Akashic record session with Alicia. I will link her details in the show notes below. 2021 was a tumultuous year and I learned a lot. I experienced a lot, but I also knew that I needed to let go of a lot in order to move into 2022 with the clear slate, so to speak. So I invited her, well, I asked her to do a session with me so that I could remove all soul contracts that were no longer serving me. And before we started the session, it was a two-part session. I asked her, please can we ask the Akashic Records if there is any other information I may need to know before I start a family? So can I prepare my body in any way? Can I do anything? And the message that came back was everything will happen in divine timing and you just need to invite your soul in now. So I will get back to that part because I did write a journal entry and it's really, really special about the timing of that. Anyway, I also had moments of melting down. So actually on New Year's Eve, I remember melting down And it was about a specific thing, which I'm not going to talk about here on the podcast because it's a very controversial topic at the moment specifically. But I was really just melting down about like, how is this going to happen for us? And all of these different fears and anxieties and panics rose up in me once again. And I had to go back to the affirmations that I'd set out for myself. And I had to tell myself a different story that it would be easy for me to fall pregnant. It would be easy for us to conceive. This is the natural process and what's meant to be will be. And when it's the soul's time, the soul will appear. And I really just went and leant into that. And I felt so much better after doing that. And a couple of days later, I went for a run. And I always find that going for a run allows me to connect very spiritually. Running for me, I hate running, (laughs) but... It's also a very beautiful spiritual experience. And during this run, I got this intense emotion of everything is going to work out perfectly. You don't need to worry about when your child will come. Just know that it will come in divine timing. 
And I held on to that. And I even, Lloyd was on the run with me. And I just said, oh my word, I've just had this most amazing feeling. And he's like, I, I, I have that same feeling. I know that everything's going to be okay. And I know that we're going to conceive at the perfect time. So that was in the lead up to everything. Now, in terms of tracking ovulation, in terms of doing all of those things, I'm very aware of my body, but I never tracked my ovulation cycles. I never tracked my temperature or anything like that. In fact, this baby was born out of pure love. It was never like, yes, we had the intention at the back of our minds, but we went about our business in the way that we always would. Okay. And essentially there was a week in January. It was at the end of Jan. I was coming back to to South Africa, leaving Dublin and Lloyd was staying in Dublin. And the morning I was supposed to leave, Lloyd woke up and he's like, babe, I've just had the most vivid, vivid dream. And we had a son and you gave birth. And it was the most crystal clear, but like weirdly like vivid dream. And I turned to him, I was like, well, I think I could be pregnant because I'm now a day late. He's like, babe, you're 15 minutes late. Let's just calm down. I don't want you to be disappointed. Now, I am so regular that I can literally calm down. Three, two, one, boom. I know lady time has started. That is how regular I am. And that is also something I subconsciously programmed to be because it was never like that. So I've really worked on healing a lot of things within my body. So we had this conversation on the way to the airport and I was like, what if I am? How would you want to know? He's like, you have to keep it a secret. I'm like, there's no ways I can keep this a secret for two weeks that you're going to be in Dublin and I'm going to be in South Africa. There's absolutely no ways. Anyway, on the plane, on the way home, I had 16 hours of flights, in fact, 24 hours total travel time with layovers and stuff to think about this. Now, as somebody who can connect quite easily to her body and go within, that's all I did. I sat on the flight. I meditated. I even made a makeshift pendulum with pulling a strand of my hair out, putting my wedding band on the hair strand and asking if I was pregnant. Of course, this did not work because turbulence is a bitch. And the ring and piece of hair were flopping around and I almost lost my wedding ring. So I decided that it would be best to put the wedding ring back on and wait until I arrived back in Johannesburg. I also did consider bringing up my crystals in the plane, but I thought that I didn't want to be that crazy lady with her crystals doing weird readings when I was traveling by myself. Eventually got home and I got home on the Monday and the Wednesday was the day I was taking a test. Please note this was only the second ever test and I know this is not a normal case for most ladies. I'm again, just sharing my experience, but this was the second pregnancy test I had ever taken. <laughs> and I made Lloyd wake up at half past five in the morning because there was a two hour time difference so that he could virtually hold my hand whilst I peed on a stick. And before he could even answer the phone, the stick came up as pregnant. And it was just the most surreal moment to know that in that moment, your whole life is about to change. I became a mom in that moment or a mom to be in that moment. Lloyd became a dad to be in that moment. And it was just the most surreal feeling. It was really hard that we couldn't hug it out and spend some time with each other. But 
that's probably what the universe intended for us to go through. It was really, really special that we were that Lloyd was coming back to South Africa and luckily we had booked flexi tickets because of the pandemic and not and just not knowing what was going to happen. So he was able to book a flight back a week earlier. And I think we were meant to also be in South Africa at the time that we were so that we could tell all of our family in person. Now, I want to also talk about this rule of you have to only you can only tell people after the first 12 weeks of being pregnant. Okay. I want you, if you are in the situation where you are wanting to conceive or if you are pregnant, to tell people when you feel it's right. If you want to wait 16 weeks, if you want to wait a week, whenever you feel is the right time, you need to let people know. Because in the first week where I literally couldn't tell a single soul, my mom did know, but I couldn't tell a single soul, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do because you are so excited and there's just so much going on and you're exhausted because of the hormones and you might be experiencing different symptoms. It can feel very lonely and isolating as well because you don't have support. And one of my friends said to me when she told me that she was pregnant, I was like, oh, how many weeks are you? And, you know, when are you sharing it? And she you know, said, you know, we're sharing this early with the, our closest, most dearest friends. Because if something were to happen and we are incredibly well um, versed in what could go wrong, we would want our, the support of our closest friends and family to be there for us. And there are so many ladies that I've spoken to subsequent who have had miscarriages, who have had ecotopic pregnancies, and they've been so embarrassed and ashamed to share that information because society tells us that we can't tell anybody before 12 weeks because something like that could happen. And you need to choose who you get to talk to and what timeline you think is the right timeline for your souls that will make you feel comfortable. We had shared this news with all our nearest and dearest friends way before the 12 week mark. And even on social media, I made a point of sharing this news at, when we, at the 10 week mark of our journey. Again, being well accepting of the knowledge that something could go wrong. But if something were to go wrong, I would want to talk about it. But that is my own personal journey. It may not be for you. And that is, again, completely up to you. But I really needed to voice this so that if something happened, my followers, my clients, everybody would know what I was going through and I could receive support. So that's just something that I kind of wanted to address, but it, it has to be up to you. It's, it's your journey when this moment happens for you. What was also really, really special is that the day that we found out that we were pregnant, we started seeing the most amazing signs. So on our wedding day, there was a moment where we were taking photos in a field and it was just the most magical sunset. It was such a beautiful moment. And on Lloyd's shoulder, there was a little ladybug. And for me, whenever an animal or a bug or anything comes to me in a weird sort of a setting, I always look up what that spiritual meaning is. And on the day that we found out that we were pregnant, Lloyd phoned to tell me before he was leaving work because he was still in a bit of a dwell after finding out that he was going to become a dad. He said, as I was leaving home to go to work, there was a ladybug on the light switch. I've never seen a ladybug 
in Dublin since, and I've never, we had never seen a ladybug subsequent to that moment. And that afternoon, I took Ollie for a walk in the park, and I just picked up, happened to pick up a beautiful little purple flower to take a photo of it. And lo and behold, as I picked up the flower and turned it around, what was on there? None other than a ladybug. And a ladybug comes to us for good luck, great fortune, protection, love, and luck. And I just thought that that was the most beautiful symbol. And there were just so many universal signs around that. What was also really amazing is that we put in our data into one of the pregnancy tracking apps, which I highly recommend. I've actually got two because they both offer such different information. And when we put it in, it will tell you more or less when you conceived. And the date that we conceived was on our marriage anniversary. And I even remember saying to Lloyd, but <laughs> he was, I was like, we're pregnant. And he's like, oh, but we didn't do anything differently. And I'm like, well, that's kind of the point, you know? So this baby really was born from a place of so much love without trying, but rather having an intention to conceive. And I really do love that about our journey is that it really hasn't been a stressful process. It's, it, we have, were so detached from the outcome. And like I say, we were just going about things in our usual way. Looking back, I'm taking, I'm currently taking a course by Indie Birth Association and it's called 13 Moons. And in the introductory phases, they talk about your soul being a very spiritual experience. And sometimes when people conceive, they can feel like an extra presence in the room with them. And looking back around the time that we conceived, I can definitely say that it did feel a little bit different. And I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to put my finger on it, but there is, it's a different presence. It's a different knowing. I also remembered writing a note in my journal, talking about all the universal signs. And I wrote a note that said, Dear Starseeds, my future children, I want you to know how deeply loved you already are. And I now invite you to enter into our lives. I thank you for blessing us with the privilege of choosing us to be your parents. I know that we will meet you in the divine right timing. I love you. And I quickly looked up when this journal entry was, when I had discovered that we were, we conceived around our marriage anniversary which is the 7th of January. And we celebrated on the 7th and the 8th because the 8th was a Saturday. And this journal entry was written on the morning of the 8th of January, 2022, which I think was absolutely incredible. And it was around that time that our soul chose us. So it might sound crazy, but I really do believe that pregnancy is not just a physical experience. It's a mental, it's a spiritual, it's a physical, it's an all-round holistic experience. So I wanted to kind of share with you now how I've used the five-step manifestation process, the Mind Your Hero five-step manifestation process to bring about this beautiful miracle into our lives. So the first step is to get clear. And I was able to do this in the space that I took to ask myself if children was a, was a journey and a challenge that I really wanted to take on. 
I really got clear on that. And I got clear on what our lives would look like with children. And I also got clear on what our lives would look like without children by giving myself that space to really lean into both of those eventualities or those, you know, pathways, okay? The second step is to make space. And I made space mentally, emotionally, physically, in all areas of my life. This is where I made space via doing the soul contracts with Akashic Records. I made space in my life for looking at how we could restructure Mind Your Hero going forward and business. And I'd started that process last year. And this year, <laughs> we're undergoing a lot of changes, which I'm very excited to share with you all. Don't worry, Mind Your Hero is not going anywhere. We're just getting even more jacked to impact more people's lives. So we really got, got the chance to make the space that we would need in our lives for babe to come. This also included when we were looking for an apartment last year, we obviously knew that this would be the year that we would want to start a family. And yes, while we are in a one bed apartment for the time being, I made sure that this one bed apartment would be able to have the space to have a little cherub in us. And that was also part of making space. In Europe, Ikea, <laughs> gotta love Ikea, have some really smart ways of utilizing furniture in ways that, you know, allow for you to have a little kiddo in a one-bed apartment. And I managed to see a lot of those things whilst we were shopping to be able to formulate what our lives would look like in this current apartment with little cherub here. So that's a way I made space too. Step three is to program your subconscious mind. I started doing this by speaking to my future soul even, by telling myself that it would be easy for me to conceive, by looking at all the different fears that I had come up for me around pregnancy and rewriting them and really doing a lot of inner healing work. So all of the work that I teach in Anisha Hero, which is our signature program, I don't believe would, um, put it this way, I don't believe I would have fallen pregnant as easily as I did without doing that deeper inner healing work, shadow work, inner child healing, understanding myself to the core of my wiring through human design, really reprogramming my subconscious mind on all levels, not just with pregnancy, but with everything in my life. Healing so much trauma, what's really, really interesting, and if you are into human design, you'll love this part, of course, I've already pulled up charts of what our future child's human design may look like and looking at different timelines. And one, the very, very first chart I pulled up was a 4-1 profile line, which means that this child has a juxtaposition incarnation cross, and this would be a bonus lifetime, and they don't have any karma to heal. And Lloyd even said that that was so perfect because we've both spent time doing our own healing to allow for as little generational trauma as possible to be passed on. And generational trauma is something that has been upheavaled a lot during my pregnancy and something that I'm consistently working on, um, even to this day, but it's something that we get to do. So it really was an incredible experience to learn about that. Step four is to take the inspired action. Well, you can't really conceive <laughs> um, by being the Virgin Mary in today's world. So there was the inspired action that we got to take, but we, we took it from, which is step five, a very detached place. 
we didn't say, oh, okay, tonight might be the night. Tonight might be the night. We went about our business in our usual way. In no way did we change what we were doing. We just lived our lives normally. And this child has really been born from a place of love. And I think detachment was everything. So yes, we had set our intention in November, at the end of November, once we had settled into our new home. In December, that is when I had my phantom-like symptoms, <laughs> had my first test, but knew that my body was preparing. And by the 7th of Jan, that is when baby, our future soul, had decided to choose us to come into our lives. And that is the story of how we manifested our little, little cherub that we get to call starseed, goes by a lot of different names, starseed, seed, bean, <laughs> cherub, ub, babe, all of these different things. Um, but we are honestly over the moon delighted and cannot wait to share more of this journey with you. I will be sharing how difficult the first trimester was. It wasn't difficult in terms of not feeling good, but it brought up a lot of emotions and a lot of shadows. And again, I'm so grateful to my Anisha Hero Toolbox because without which I think I would have possibly, I don't know, gone off the rails somewhat because it was really, really, really interesting first trimester. But I hope that you've enjoyed the story and I hope that you've been able to take some notes on how you can implement some things into your life if you are wanting to conceive, such as speaking to your future soul, inviting them in, writing letters to your future starseed, writing out what you want for your birth. Um, that's something that I'm also doing at the moment. I'm currently doing these courses. I'm programming my subconscious mind to remove all the fear that we've been exposed to through cinema and movies and previous stories of people. I'm now doing that work, which is really, really interesting. And like I said, doing a lot of generational healing to allow me to have the best possible birth that I know I can have. In saying that though, before everybody jumps down my throat and says, you can't plan your birth. <laughs> I know that you can't plan your birth. And it's because you're also dealing with another soul and every soul has their own challenges and their own lessons that they get to learn in this lifetime, including how they come into this world. And I know that I cannot plan or control our little soul's way of entering Earthside. And that I have had to let go of and be okay with. But what I will do is control what I can and prepare myself, my mind, my body, myself spiritually to have the best possible chances at doing a hypnobirthing water birth experience. So that is what I'll be doing. I'll be taking you along this journey with me. I would love to hear if you have any extra questions that I would happily answer in another um, follow-up episode. So just tag me, tag Mind Your Hero, tag us by taking a screenshot of this episode, sharing it if you've loved it, and let us know what your biggest takeaways were or what your biggest questions are regarding this topic. I know a lot of people have said that they want to follow this journey. They want to learn about the manifestation side of it. So I really do hope that this has inspired you to manifest your pregnancy if that is a situation that you are wanting and calling into your life. I will see you in the next episode. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Hero podcast. We hope it's lit a fire within you to go after and achieve your dreams. 
If you loved this episode, we'd be honored if you would leave a review and share it with your friends on social media. As a thank you for sharing in our dream to inspire millions across the globe, we'll gift you a guided meditation that will allow you to step into the power of your inner hero faster than you could ever imagine. For daily inspiration, be sure you're following us on all social media platforms at Mind Your Hero. We've absolutely adored our time together on this episode and look forward to you tuning in again. Until next time, we wish you a magic-filled week.